Good morning. Quick um, announcement. Uh, next week, we will begin our Advent series, um, and we have a devotional to go along with it. And so it is out in the Welcome Center or the foyer. So as you leave this place this morning, feel free um, to pick one up that we could uh, be reading the same things over the next month. All right. Uh, Joshua 1.8 says this, the book This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Psalm 119.11 reads, Your word I have treasured in my heart, that I may not sin against you. And Colossians 3.16 reads, Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Um, Throughout church history, the memorization and meditation of Scripture has been a key practice uh, for the church and for Christians. And so three months ago, we gave everyone, all of you, an opportunity to memorize some or all of the Sermon on the Mount. And praise God that many of you took us up on that challenge. And so this morning, let me give you the plan for the rest of our time together. We are not having a typical sermon, so if you're visiting this morning, welcome, Um, but this is not what we usually do. We're not having a typical sermon, but instead we will listen to Matthew 5 through 7, uh, read and recited by um, some of you guys. Many of the people sharing this morning um, have indeed memorized the passages that they will be reciting, but I will be honest, there are a few fill-ins who will just read it for us. Um, And also, this will be done in the back of the sanctuary. We did this often with the youth group, and we always did it in the back of the sanctuary or the back of the youth group room to put 100% of the focus on Scripture and on Jesus' words and his teaching. And also there will be two videos of some children uh, who memorized Scripture as well. After that, we will have two testimonies from two individuals uh, to share about... Sorry, Josh. Uh, To share about their experience... Um, memorizing, and uh, then finally we will close with a song, with or without a bass guitar. Um, So, with that being said, please open up to Matthew chapter 5 in your Bible, on your phone, in your pew Bible, so you can follow along. And once you're there, uh, my encouragement this morning is to just sit back, all right, relax, and soak this in. And my hope is that you will be blessed and encouraged by men, by women, and even some children uh, storing the truths of Scripture in their heart and mind. And so first, we're going to start off with a video. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, 
For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under uh, people's feet. Uh, you are the light of the world. A city set in a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it on a basket, your basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. There, uh, for I tell you, oh, for I tell you, for truly, for truly I say to you, uh, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Uh, for I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and everyone who murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, and whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift before the altar and go. First be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on your way with him to court. Lest your accuser hand you over to the judge, the judge to the guard, and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members then your whole body be thrown into hell. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, everyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard it said that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black, let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the cheek, turn to him the other also. 
And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go with him one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. You have heard, it, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of the Father who is in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Beware practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward." But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And when you fast... Do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if the eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And if the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness." No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will despise the one and to be, de be devoted to the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I say to you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about the body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food? Is not bo the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? 
And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your Father knows you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do you, you do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs lest they trample them underfoot and turn and attack you. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. For which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who seek him? So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by the fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every tree bears good fruit. But the deceased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a deceased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name? And do many mighty works in your name, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness.
And when Jesus had finished these sayings, the crowd was astonished at his teachings, for he taught as one who had authority and not as their scribes. Beware. That's the first word in Matthew 6. Generally, when you hear the word beware, you know that there's possible danger. You know that there is something that you maybe need to be on guard against. And you know if you were to go to someone's house and it has a beware of dog sign, you know that you're going to go tread carefully. And I think that is what Jesus is after in the Sermon on the Mount, specifically Matthew 6. Tread carefully. Because it's easy to find yourself doing the right things and not even realizing that you might be doing them for the wrong reasons. I chose to memorize chapter 6 because I know that this is a struggle for me. I know I've said yes to certain ministries because of how good or impressive it might make me look. Or just casually mentioned the awesome thing I did today in front of someone that I want to impress. Can I just say, maintaining an image, it is exhausting. Wondering what someone might be thinking, needing the approval of others, living for accolades. It is exhausting and it is empty. That's why Jesus says, beware. Living like that gives a very shallow reward. As he says over and over in chapter 6, those who are practicing their righteousness in order to be seen by others have already received their reward. He has so much more in store for us, but we settle for the approval of others instead of digging deeper to find the real reward. So memorizing this passage has caused me to stop often and consider, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why do I want to say that thing right now? Whose glory is it for? In chapter 5, Jesus is talking about letting your light shine and doing good works in front of others so that when people see it, they glorify the Father. And chapter 6 says, don't practice your righteousness before others in order to be seen by them. The difference is the heart behind why I do the the good things. The Holy Spirit is using these verses to transform my mind, to examine my heart and my motives. Whose glory am I after? Far too many times I know it has been my own glory I'm seeking. But the more I seek him, the more I realize there is no real joy in self-glory. The joy is in seeing Jesus be magnified. The self-glory is momentary and insatiable. It can be consuming if I let it. But the reward that the Father who sees in secret has in store for me is far greater than the reward that I create for myself. His reward is himself, his assurance of his love, his nearness, his peace, rest from striving, and fruit that abides because he is at the center and I'm not at the center. But like all heart change, it's a process to let these words of his transform my mind and heart. Even when I think I'm doing something for God's glory and not my own, I find it hard to completely shake any desire for my own glory in it too. It's a constant dying to myself and my own will. And I've felt him saying so gently to me, it's just not about you. That's been the clearest message I've heard through this Sermon on the Mount series is that life is not about me. It is rarely about what I think it's about. Following him does not look like me coming to him with my act together, a well-laid, well-laid-out plan, and a list of skills on my resume. 
Following him means letting go of my ideas of how to live and serve him and letting him define it. That takes so much dependence on him, which is what I keep asking him to teach me. I was wrestling through this with a close friend and telling her of my frustration that even when I want to glorify God instead of myself, there's still this little selfish part of me that won't die and wants to hold on to the shallow reward. She encouraged me by reminding me that I'm in the transformation process. I'm wrestling it, repenting of it when I see it, and seeking to learn the ways of Jesus and put them into practice. I'm not a finished work. He is not finished yet but he is using his word to transform my heart. Good morning. So uh, um, my wife and I uh, got the opportunity about a month ago to, uh, um, uh, to go to Uganda. Um, so uh, my wife had actually lived there for, uh, for a couple of years before we were married. Um, and uh, uh, my uncle was also a missionary there, so it's something that we had talked about a lot over the years um, and all, but uh, it always seemed like something uh, distant. Yeah, one day we might, uh, we might do that. Um, this year, um, the opportunity presented itself for, uh, for us to go. Um, and uh, I think there was a lot of uh, excitement and stuff for, uh, uh, for Tony, uh, my wife, uh, with it, and uh, um, some nervousness, but for, for me it was, uh, um, uh, a lot of worry, uh, if I'm honest. Um, so uh, I was uh, thinking through scenarios: uh, uh, were we going to be robbed? Were we going to get stuck somewhere and um, and and not know what to do? And um, and uh, um, just uh, really worried about a lot of the unknowns. I um, we were going to visit with a lot of people that she had known from her time there, and uh, some of the families we were going to visit lived in areas that were known to be not as safe. Um, and so there was um, just a, a lot of concern in my heart about um, safety. Um, could um, my own safety, my wife's, uh, how am I going to protect my wife? Uh, how are we going to protect our things and, and all that? And uh, if I'm honest, um, a, a lot of my uh, thoughts leading up to the trip um, uh, it, for the first couple of months were, were kind of uh, uh, focused in that area. Um, and, and so uh, we started memorizing um, uh, Matthew chapter 5 as a, as a family uh, with our kids and all. And um, one night I was out um, uh, walking um, uh, by myself after we put the kids to bed and, um, and just um, thinking about our, our upcoming trip and then um, uh, thinking about, um, uh, you know, the scripture we've been memorizing. And, um, and it just, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit kind of spoke to me and it was like, why are you worrying uh, um, so much about this, we, um, you, ha- you have to let it go. Um, uh, there's a mission, uh, there's uh, things we call you to do here, and all you're focused on is the worry and, and, the, and the safety and all, and all of it. Um, and so as I was walking there, I was like, okay, God, I, I, I let it go. I'll, I'll let you, you worry, uh, do, do the worrying about those things, and, uh, and I'm going to focus on just praying for the people that we're going to meet and the, uh, and the interactions that we're going to have. And, and I really felt um, my, my heart lift um, in, all, in, that, in that moment and just the weight um, lift off. Um, and I was able to spend uh, the, the last couple of weeks as we were preparing um, just uh, actually focused on uh, what we were going to do. Um, 
and uh, and God uh, really uh, took care of it uh, and all. We had nothing, you know, terrible ha happened and all. So I, sp I spent all that time worrying, uh, really, um, really for nothing. Um, as as thinking about uh, uh, you know um, going through the, uh, uh, the Matthew chapter five, the, you know we are the light of the world. Um, a city set on a hill uh, should not be hidden. Uh, we are the salt of the earth, and so thinking about our, our mission and all. And, and how many times um, are we distracted from our, our our mission because we're focused on burdens that we're not meant to carry? Um, and I just thought back in, in my life, how, how many times was that true uh, that I, um, that um, the Lord called me to, um, to a mission, you know, to, uh, to, to, um, to speak to others and everything. But my, I'm thinking about my own uh, burdens or things and, and, and God's like, uh, let it go, you know, give it, give it to me and, uh, um, and let me carry that. And, and you focus on the, on the mission that I've called you to do. So, um, I may, maybe that's, uh, uh, you know, something that, uh, if that's somewhere that you're at, um, and there's something in your life that is consuming your thoughts and, um, and everything, and, um, maybe it's not a burden that you're meant to carry. Maybe it's something you need to, to let go and, um, so that you can focus on what God's called you to. So 